It's time, D-Heads. Disney Blue presents Disney On Demand. Every week, Disney Blue lets you relive the magic, the movies, and the memories with celebrity guests, the best of classic Disney, and breaking news on Disney's latest. So put on your ears and give it a little bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Disney Blue's Disney On Demand is on the air! Now, here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. Hey there, all of my Disney friends and family. You decided to stop back in once again and hear me ramble on, and you tuned into another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. And because we are back here once again this week for show number 14, we're going to go into one of the Disney classics, one of the icons, one of the original Fab Five. We're going to hit the open road, we're going to dream along with Mickey, do all kinds of learning tutorials and seminars, because for the last 25 years, there has been one man who has brought the voice of Goofy alive for all of you Disney friends, and that is Bill Farmer. That's right, the one and only icon himself, Bill Farmer, the driving force behind Goofy for the last 25 years, is going to be stopping in here at Disney On Demand. And I am excited because Goofy is one of the original Fab Five. He is right up there with Mickey and Donald as he is always palling around. Those three are always getting into trouble, having some fun, and they are icons within the Disney company in our memories growing up, all the cartoons. I mean, Goofy is definitely one of those people that is always in your mind along with Mickey. And if that wasn't enough, Bill Farmer also brings alive many other Disney characters, including Mickey's one and only pal, Pluto. So Bill Farmer is going to be stopping in, and it is going to be fun. He's going to be talking about the last 25 years of being Goofy, his favorite Goofy project to date, and all kinds of things that are on the horizon as this man brings the voice that we all know is synonymous with Disney, Mickey, the Magic Kingdom, and the Disney Company in our homes every single week with movies, cartoons, and magic, sing-alongs, you name it. Now, if that wasn't enough, for show number 14, we have all kinds of fun because we're going to explore some goofy tidbits, maybe some movies, some specials, goofy in the parks. We're going to have some special goofy music and tunes, snippets throughout the entire show. As we gear up, get ready for Bill Farmer to be stopping in, you're going to get my feedback as to what I feel are some of the highlights of Goofy at the Magic Kingdom, as well as what I feel is my favorite Goofy magical moment to date. There's all kinds of fun on the horizon. we got some things planned for you, and I'm going to let you in on a couple of new things that are going to be happening here at Disney On Demand with new segments, some people coming in and joining the show, and as we continue to be back, we continue to grow, we continue to move forward, because all of you Disney fans out there, it is my honor. I mean, seriously, it's my honor to bring all these people that bring magic into your homes every single week. The actors, the stars, the voice actors. I mean, these are the people that are synonymous with Disney from the time we're little. And it is an honor to bring these people to you every single week, help you explore it, and maybe just uncover some new Disney movies and magic and actors and films you didn't even know existed or you never thought to give a chance. And, you know, these are the things that you pass down to your children, to your family, your friends, and live in your mind as memories growing up with Disney. So all of you Disney friends, as we gear up for the one and only Bill Farmer stopping in here shortly, we're going to hit the open road, we're going to walk down Main Street USA, and we're going to have some fun as we officially kick off show number 14 for Disney Blues, 
Disney On Demand. Talk with you soon, all of my Disney friends and family. Be right back, all of you D-heads. Do you need a break from modern living? Do you long to shed your weary load? If your nerves are raw and your brain is fried, just grab a friend and take a ride together up on the open road. Come on, Maxie! <laughs> all in all, I'd rather have detention. All in all, I'd rather read a toad. And the old man drives like such a klutz that I'm about to hurl my guts directly upon the open road. There's nothing can upset me, cause now we're on our way. Our trusty map will guide us straight and through. Roxanne, please don't forget me, I will return someday. Though I may be in traction when I do. Max, relax and like the worst and dragon breath and a buddy, buddy kind so of mad. I think I may when explode. When I see that highway, I could cry. You know that's funny. So could I just be out on the open road? Howdy, boys! Is this the way to Nashville? Watch it, Mac. Oh, you'll be getting towed. I'm in no hurry to arrive, cause I'll be turning 65 the next time I seize the open road. Just a week of rest and relaxation. Yeah. And the odd romantic episode. Very odd. <laughs> and it's California, yeah, your boss. Look out, you dirtbags in my dust from now on. I the open road. It's me and little Maxie, my pipsqueak pioneer. Their partners forever westward home. Yeehaw! Could someone call a taxi and get me out of here to Beverly Hills 90210? Oh, every day another new adventure. Every mile another new zip and I'd go with them if I could I got no strings on me I'm feeling fancy free How wonderful to be On the open road Some dream. <laughs> you know, Donald, that sure was pretty. But if I had a dream come true, my dream would be full of fun and adventure. Did someone say adventure? Gorge, that was me. <laughs> well then, adventure it is. Here we go again. So hoist the anchor, raise the sails, fall in line, you swabs. It's time to set sail for adventure. An adventure that begins with... Disney Blues, Disney On Demand.
everybody out there. It's me, Tigger, a.k.a. Jim Cummings, but don't tell anybody. And you are listening to Disney On Demand. <laughs> hey, D-heads. When you aren't enjoying Disney On Demand, head on over to DizRadio.com and listen to our famous Lifetime of Disney player, where you can while away the hours reliving Disney classics from film, television, and the parks. What are you waiting for? Keep your hands and arms inside at all times and go to DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. And have a magical day. I can't believe it. It's Disney Blues. Disney On Demand. You hear that? It's the winds of change. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. Hey there, all of my Disney friends, my family, and all of you D-heads who tuned in to another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. And this week for show number 14, as I already mentioned, we have the 25-year veteran of the voice of Goofy, Bill Farmer, stopping in very shortly here on the show this week. And we have all kinds of things lined up, all kinds of fun, as we're going to bring you all kinds of snippets, tidbits, music, tunes from your favorite Disney movies, from the parks, and your favorite Goofy moments. So there's all kinds of fun as we gear up for the one and only Bill Farmer, stopping in here very shortly on Disney On Demand. Now before I get into all the different things happening this week, I do got to give you the ways that you can stay connected with us here at Disney On Demand. And first and foremost, you can always do that on our official website at www.dizradio.com. That's D-I-Z radio.com. There you can see our full list of archived podcasts and our world-famous Lifetime of Disney player, which in the last week or so, we have officially added over 250 brand new titles to the Lifetime of Disney player. Now, the Lifetime of Disney player proves to be just something that all of you D-heads love to tune into every single day, whether you're at work or at home and just having some fun. And you can listen to your favorite Disney movies, your favorite TV shows, and now in that 250 new ones that we've just added, we've added everything from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, Tron Legacy, the grand opening of Epcot Special with Drew Barrymore and Danny Kaye. We also have the grand opening of Animal Kingdom, Disney's MGM Studios, along with many of the vacation planning DVDs, all kinds of park music, the Walt Disney World Very Merry Christmas Parades, the Walt Disney World Easter Day Parade, all kinds of fun, including the 20th anniversary special, Walt Disney World Past, Present, and Future from 1991. So there's all kinds of titles. You can see our full list of titles on our official show page at facebook.com slash Disney On Demand, and we added so many titles in there that... It is just bursting at the seams with how many there are in our Lifetime of Disney player. Now, also at DizRadio.com, you can also find our official link to our Live 365 station. There you're going to find our Virtual Magic Kingdom, where you can listen to the park in order, as if you walk through it from start to finish, and all kinds of fun throughout the week, and that's at our Live365.com station. Now, you can also friend us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash DisneyBlue, and that's B-L-U. You can find us on Twitter at Twitter.com slash Disney Blue, and that's B-L-U. Now, you can also find us 
on our official show page. We officially created a page on Facebook, and that's facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. Now, these are a variety of different ways that you can stay connected with us here at Disney On Demand on the social media outlets and all the fun ways to stay connected here at the show. And you can also find all of that, including our Magical Memories Hotline, where you can comment, question, leave your own feedback, your shout-out, you name it, and hear yourself here on the show. And all this can be found on our official website at disradio.com. Now enough with the formalities, let's get into all the fun things happening within Disney Entertainment within your homes every single day of your lives. Now let's start off with the one and only all-new Mickey Mouse Club. Now many of you may remember back, way back in 1989 or so, they kicked off the all-new Mickey Mouse Club. And a few years ago, we had the one and only Chasen Hampton from the all-new Mickey Mouse Club here on Disney On Demand. He was also part of the original group, The Party. Well... Jennifer McGill, you may remember her from the all-new Mickey Mouse Club. She was on all seasons of the all-new Mickey Mouse Club. She's currently a huge supporter of Tony Luca on the show The Voice. Well, she has officially announced on her show, Cup of Show, and you can find that on Twitter at slash Cup of Show, and she has officially announced that the party is getting back together. That's right, one new album. For all of you friends that are just fans of the party as I was way back then, this is something that's just coming as it's a, it's a fantastic surprise. It is awesome. I mean, you know, Damon with his, here we go, here we go, here we go. I mean, it, it's awesome. I love it. And only four out of the five are getting back together. And if you remember back when we had Chasen on, you know, he talked about, we touched upon Tiffany and she's just staying out of the limelight. She has disappeared, faded off, and she's just pulling back and living her life. But we are going to have Dee Dee, Albert, Damon, and Chase back to cut an all-new album for the party. I am excited for that one. If you are a fan of the original Mickey Mouse Club, and might I add my own personal preference, the 89 to 94 Club, way better than that later stuff. I know you had Christina and all them come out of that later stuff, but the 89 to 94, that was the prime Mickey Mouse Club of the all-new Mickey Mouse Club. They knew how to rock it. Now, moving into some more Disney entertainment, and there's always all kinds of fun taking place at the Disney parks. You know, I gotta say, there's all kinds of fun, and there's great podcasts that cover the Disney parks as well. But let's talk about the Disney entertainment in your homes, and how about coming soon to theaters? Yes, very soon, June 22nd, we're gonna have Disney and Pixar's Brave. Now, this is the brand new film that is coming from Disney and Pixar, and it is also one of the first time a Disney Pixar character is gonna be appearing in flesh form. And Merida is actually appearing in Epcot right now throughout the parks. Meet her, hear her accent, her fiery red hair. And she's one of a handful of Disney characters that have had red hair, including Ariel and Jesse. And Brave is going to be hitting the theaters on June 22nd. It is definitely going to be fun. Now, also coming up this year on November 2nd, you're going to have Wreck-It Ralph. Now, I am excited for Wreck-It Ralph. Now, Wreck-It Ralph is going to feature the voice of John C. Riley, and he longs to be as beloved as this game's perfect good guy, Fix-It Felix, the voice of Jack McBrayer. Now, the problem is nobody loves a bad guy, but they do love heroes. So when a modern first-person shooter game arrives featuring a tough-as-nails Sergeant Calhoun, Ralph sees it as his ticket to heroism and happiness. He sneaks into the game with one simple plan. Win a medallion, but soon wrecks everything and accidentally unleashes a deadly enemy that threatens every game within the arcade. Now, Ralph's only hope is Vanellope Von Schnees, which is the voice of Sarah Silverman, a young troublemaking glitch from a candy-coated kart racing game 
that may just be the one to teach Ralph what it means to be a good guy. Now, Wreck-It Ralph is going to be fun. It's a great CG comedy that I think will just be pretty good because it is produced by Clark Spencer, who... As much as people are going to knock it, you know, if you love Disney Entertainment, you love its unsung hero films, and I gotta say, you know, Clark Spencer has created Lilo and Stitch, which I still think is a great gem. As much as there's a million Stitch haters out there, Stitch is a truly lovable original Disney character. I'll pause a moment, let you shoot the stones at me, but you can't deny the fact. Stitch is a lovable Disney character, as well as Bolt. Now, this is going to be great. It's coming November 2nd, 2012. Now, if that was enough, coming up on the Disney horizon as well is an all-new villain film, and it has officially gotten a U.S. release date of March 14th, 2014. Now, I know that sounds very far away, but Maleficent, starring the one and only Angelino Jolie in the title role as Disney's ultimate villain has got its official release date. Now, many of the details are still under wraps, but the live-action film explores the origins of the evil fairy Maleficent. Yes, she's a fairy. If you remember in Sleeping Beauty, they mentioned she's a fairy. Too many times, people always call her a witch, but I know that she is a fairy because she is seriously my favorite Disney villain to date. I mean, I even made my family take a picture with her at the Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party this last October. It was a must-do on my list when we were down there. Now, what led her to the curse? Princess Aurora in Disney's animated film, Sleeping Beauty. Now, leading the team of visionary filmmakers known for creating and transporting audiences to new heights is the exciting team of Robert Stromberg, who's actually worked on Avatar, Alice in Wonderland, and Oz the Great and Powerful. And he is going to direct with the script by Linda Wolverton, which has done Beauty and the Beast, The Lion King, and Alice in Wonderland. Now, Melissa Finn is produced by Jill Roth, who has done recently the newest Alice in Wonderland and Oz the Great and Powerful. So mark it on your calendars. There will be more details to come if you are a fan of Disney movies and entertainment. But coming March 14th, 2014, get ready for the all-new Maleficent. As I'm pushing on, I won't talk your ears off too much longer, but if you are a fan of Disney entertainment and Disney fun, then you are a Disney Movie Rewards member. You're entering those codes, you're getting new things, and now it's time for all-new rewards. And since we have the one and only Bill Farmer stopping in here on the show this week, yes, the one and only Goofy, this is a member exclusive that you have to get, and I already put in to get ours. It's the all-new Gorsh Backwards Goofy Clock. Yes, it's a Goofy with his hands, and the hands actually go in reverse order to tell the time. Gotta love it. It's definitely great to get in your Disney Movie Rewards Club pack, and you have your last chance to get a free Disney Blu-ray, which the offer ends at the end of this month, where you can get free Blu-rays just for entering your Disney Magic Codes. So definitely check it out. So, all of you D-heads, as we're getting closer to having the one and only Bill Farmer, the voice of Goofy, Pluto, Foghorn, Leghorn, and many other characters stopping in here shortly, I'll stop rattling your ear off. Let's get back to some more Disney family-favorite tunes, snippets, and fun. And when I come back, we'll have uh, some more things to talk about, including one of my favorite Goofy moments within my own family. Be back, all of you D-heads, in just a couple of minutes. Have a magical time. Somewhere, Pop? Sure. It's a vacation with me and my best buddy, Donald Duck. No, silly. With you. Uh, it's Goofy. Goofy. 
To driving his son crazy. This is pathetic. Now, they're getting a crash course in becoming best friends. It's Bigfoot! Could you back up a bit, Mr. Foot? Uh, you're out of focus. This spring, one of Disney's favorite classic characters lands at theaters. In the most hilarious. It's the Leaning Tower of Cheesa. <laughs> and hippest. Animated musical comedy ever. A little smoked <laughs> A goofy movie. <laughs> Morning, son. Dad. It's hard to be cool when your dad is goofy. You look just like I did at your age. Please don't say that, Dad.
I'm going to Disney World. Yes, you can too with Diz on Demand on Live365.com. Enjoy our virtual Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Hollywood Studios, and more as you enjoy the parks once more in order from start to finish. Full attractions, parades, loops, and more. So, say it with me. I'm going to Disney World with Diz on Demand on Live365.com. presentation will demonstrate how to haunt the living but before we begin one must be 
Not Living. The fine specimen observed here is commonly known as a ghost. Ghost? Where? Why, you, my friend. Me? Yes, you have just joined the ranks of the supernatural. Oh, that explains what all that racket was out there. <laughs> hey, I'm not ready to be dearly deported. Welcome back, all my friends. Hey, we're here. I hope you're enjoying all the different tunes that the DJ is queuing up here and all the different snippets that we have of Goofy and your favorite Disney music. Now, if you hear any music on here that you love and you're just wondering where it's coming from or you have music suggestions or movies that you want to just add to the mix or things you want to hear on the show, definitely leave us comments and shout-outs and more, and you can always use that Talk To Us link found on DizRadio.com. Now, since we have Bill Farmer coming up very shortly here on Disney On Demand... I thought I would just take a few minutes here, pull back, and just give you my favorite Goofy moments. Because Goofy has been throughout our lives many times. If you're a Disney fan, he's one of the original Fab Five. He's one of those that are in all the different Disney cartoons, including Clock Builders and many others. You see him at the parks. I mean, he is in all the parades. People are lined up to meet Goofy. You see him in the Dream Along with Mickey show, which is always a, a fantastic show. And I love the Dream Along with Mickey show. It is just, it's a great show. It's magical. It's fun. I mean, even though the sun is beating down on you in the middle of the hub there at the Magic Kingdom, Dream Along with Mickey is a great, fantastic show. It's fun. My kids love it. So that's going to just get me a little more personal here with all of you D-heads out there. And uh, my son, my second oldest here, you know, out of the many kids I have here, but my second oldest, Zachary, you know, a few years ago when we were down at Disney, he wanted nothing to do with the characters. Now, we geared him up, as many parents should do, because the best way to gear up your kids to meet the characters is to show them the Disney sing-along. Whether it's the campouts, the beach party, the Disneyland fun, they get used to seeing the characters in ratio to other children. So it's a great way for parents to introduce their children to these characters when they see them at the parks. But my son, he was really sick. He had a bad ear infection. He just wasn't feeling the best at this trip to the Magic Kingdom. But one character that he took to, we were watching Dream Along with Mickey and he saw Goofy up there. He was amazed. He made us sit through that show over and over again throughout the day for the, what is it, three, four times they show it throughout the day. And later on, we were at Chef Mickey's. We're over there in the Contemporary Resort eating at Chef Mickey's. Goofy made him laugh. He made him smile. He was just having so much fun that he followed Goofy around the entire Chef Mickey's, which, you know, we had to chase him down. He just took to Goofy so much that when we were at the World of Disney store at Downtown Disney, the only stuffed plush that he wanted was Goofy. I mean, this was his character. This was the character that he wanted to meet, to talk to, to have fun, to have his pictures. And to this day, he loves Goofy. Whether it's an extremely Goofy movie, a Goofy movie, all the episodes of House of Mouse, the original Goofy cartoons, the Walt Disney Treasures tins, the Goofy volumes, which you do want to get on, on Amazon or eBay. They are great to have. He loves all the cartoons, as well as Goofy on Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. And, you know, to this day, it's something that he's never going to forget. And he still talks about how Goofy made him smile, how Goofy made him laugh. I mean, to this day, he still talks about how, you know, Goofy just was there for him. As he he puts it, Goofy made me feel better. So that's just my little story, something I want to share with all of you Disney friends out there. Because, you know, not only am I interviewing all these people for you, it is truly an honor 
to bring all these guests to you here at Disney On Demand, you know, and keep the magic alive beyond just the parks. I mean, seriously, the movies, the magic, the music, uh, the live-action movies, I mean, these are the things that are in our Disney lives every day. You know, for all of us in the Midwest, the East Coast, the West Coast, you know, you're in state, you're never going to get a chance to get to the parks. This is how Disney is in your home every day, whether it's the, the magic and the memories of sitting around with your family and things like that. And, you know, having the honor of speaking with Bill Farmer today is just one of those things where, you know, Goofy is entrenched in our lives. And, you know, I'm sure you have your own goofy moments or your own magical moment, whether it's a movie or meeting a character or things like that. We do want to hear from it. Call the Magical Memories Hotline and let us know. I mean, these are the memories that are just awesome, the memories that you live for. So I'll just get back to a couple more tunes, all of you Disney friends out there. I just thought I'd stop in for a minute, have some fun, and, you know, just share that memory with you. And if you ever get a chance to do get down to the Magic Kingdom, you got to hit up the Dream Along with Mickey show. And Goofy also has some other moments that I just think are phenomenal, whether it's handing out candy at the Booty You Halloween Parade or just hanging on out in any of the parades, as well as uh, the long-missed Spectro Magic. As much as I love the return of the Main Street Electrical Parade, I do wish they'd bring Spectro Magic back as well. I mean, I grew up with the Main Street Electrical Parade. I love it. You know, it was great to see it again this last year, but... I am ready for Spectro Magic to come back as well, because there's something about that song that brings a tear to your eye at the end of any Disney day. So all of my Disney friends, you know, I will stop rambling once again. Here's some more magical memories, Disney tunes, snippets, and more. And when I come back, I have a couple more things to talk about as we prepare for the one and only Bill Farmer stopping in very shortly. We're going to give you a little bit of a history of Goofy, maybe his son Max, a couple of other fun things just to toss in there as we have the one and only Bill Farmer stopping in shortly. Be right back, all my Disney friends.
Hi, this is Bruce Reitherman. I was the voice of Mowgli in the Jungle Book, and you're listening to Disney On Command. Yeah, man. It's Super Salad Fries or Biscuits, Extra Olives, Gold Nuts. Know the menu of this venue, do not be a slow clutch. Get the order right or else the customers will go nuts. Super Salad Fries or Biscuits, Extra Olives, Gold Nuts. Put by a table 20, want some honey for his green peas. Hold the pickles, hold the lettuce, hold the yickage, hold Who would order pizza with no crust, no sauce, and no cheese? Super Salad Fries or Biscuits, Extra Olives, Jack. Tough as the steak. So even if they tell you that they want some heated cold cuts or some mustard mixed with custard, which to dip, who knows what? The way our work is never done. No is no ain't no buts. Super salad fries and biscuits, extra olives, donuts. Ah, uh, we have to find the court of miracles before daybreak. If Frollo gets there first, are you coming with me? I thought you were Esmeralda's friend. Frollo's my master. I can't disobey him again. She stood up for you. You've got a funny way of showing gratitude. Well, I'm not going to sit by and watch Frollo massacre innocent people. You do what you think is right. Hey, they're all of my Disney friends, so I thought I'd stop back one more time as the lights are flashing. And we have the one and only Voice of Goofy, Voice of Pluto, Foghorn, Leghorn, and many others. The one and only Bill Farmer waiting on the line to talk with all of you. So as we gear up here in Disney On Demand, as I have the honor and the pleasure of bringing all these special guests to you here on Disney On Demand, let's get into a little bit of Goofy. And Goofy was created back in 1932. Goofy is always animated and fun, and Goofy debuted in the animated cartoons back in 1932 with Mickey's Review. During the 1930s, he was used exclusively as part of a comedy trio with Mickey and Donald, and starting back in 1939, Goofy was given his own series of shorts, which were popular, back through the 40s and the 50s. Now, originally known as Dippy Dog, the character is more commonly known simply as Goofy, a name that was used in his short film series. And back in the 1950s persona, Goofy was called George Geef or G.G. Geef, implying that Goofy was merely a nickname. In Goofy Gymnastics back in 1949, he fills out a coupon with the name James Boyd. Now, sources of Goofy have always have him changing, and even in a series of comics, he was always Goofus D-Dog. So there's a variety of different names that Goofy has always had throughout the years. Now, during back when Goofy was first created, Art Babbitt is most regarded for the creation of the Goofy character, while the original concept art drawings were done by Frank Webb. Now, in a 1930s lecture, Babbitt described the character as a composite of an everlasting optimist, a gullible good Samaritan, a half-wit, and a shiftless, good-natured hick. Now, Goofy was in a variety of different films, like I said, including his original debut in Mickey's Review as Dippy Dog. Now, the trio years are what really set Goofy among all the rest. In Mickey's Service Station, directed by Ben Sharpstein, it was first released on March 16, 1935, and was the first of many classic Disney cartoons that I grew up with, many of you grew up with, throughout the years. These are the cartoons that we see played over and over again, back on the original Disney Channel when we love them. You can get them on the Walt Disney Treasures, and you need to pass these down to your children. 
These are great cartoons. Now, Mickey, Donald, and Goofy were a series of comedy shorts. Now, these had the trio doing a variety of different things. From painting different clocks, the clock tower right there, you had the Lonesome Ghosts, which is always on a variety of different compilations. Now, as the Mickey series diminished over the years and Mickey got more prominent in other roles, it ended up changing to be Donald, Goofy, and Pluto in their own series of cartoons. And this is really what set Goofy off to all the rest. In Polar Trappers, it was first released on June 17, 1938, and was the first film to feature Goofy and Donald as a duo alone without their good pal, Mickey Mouse. Now, over the years, it continued to go on, and the break-off into the solo series of Goofy originally started in 1939, and this was Goofy and Wilbur. Yes, everybody knows Wilbur, Goofy's little grasshopper friend who is just always awesome. You see him pop up from time to time, and back in 1939, that's when this kicked off. Now, his most popular roles, which have even seen spillage over into Epcot and a variety of the different parks, is his how-to series. It was mainly just pantomime and animated, and it was narrated often by John McLeish, and they also used Colvig's voice in recording or hire a voice actor to imitate it. And in the cartoons, Goofy would demonstrate clumsy ways of how to do things. They were the Goofy how-to series. How to ski, how to sleep, how to play football, and even back in 2007, there was how to hook up your own theater. So Goofy did these series for a variety of different times. In 1965, there's a variety of educational films, including Goofy's Freeway Troubles. And Goofy continued to move on, and everybody loved him throughout the parks, and he was very popular in all the Disney parks, and he slowly faded away. But... As luck would have it, or in Goofy's luck, in 1990, Goofy got his own TV series called Goof Troop. And Goof Troop was phenomenal. It's awesome. I love the DVDs that I have right now. And this is the first time that Goofy had his very own TV show. And this was a weekly show, part of the Disney Afternoon. Everybody loved it. And in the show, Goofy lived with his son Max and his cat Waffles. Now, they all live next door to Pete and his family. And Pete, you know, enduring character. We just talked with Jim Cummings, who also does Pete last week here on Disney On Demand. So, great character there as well. And the Goof Troop went on for a variety of years. Everybody loved the Goof Troop. And it made PJ, Max, Pete, Goofy, all the different characters just synonymous with Disney. And in 1995, a Goofy movie officially kicked off followed by a sequel, an extremely Goofy movie. Now, while Goofy is always depicted as a single parent in many of the films, at the end of an extremely Goofy movie, he begins a romance with Sylvia Marpole. Now, Goofy continues to be popular throughout a variety of different parks. He's always in all the parades, and like I've already mentioned, Goofy is everywhere all the time throughout many of the different parks. So you can catch many of all these different characters. You can find them on House of Mouse and all the classic cartoon series and his son, Max Goof. Now, Max Goof was his son that was originally shown in Goof Troop. Before that, Goofy never had a child. Now, Max, the thing that keeps him very unique is Max is one of the few Disney characters, along with PJ and Huey, Dewey, and Louie, who actually ages in many of his appearances. Originally in Goof Troop, he was an 11-year-old boy. Then he turned 15 as a freshman in high school in a Goofy movie. Then in an extremely Goofy movie, he turned 18, followed by the great series that I wish they would bring back, House of Mouse. He was old enough to be employed as a valet as part of the House of Mouse. So there's just a little bit of a backstory to Goofy. You can always find out all the history and all the fun about the one and only Goofy anywhere online, in the Disney archives, and a lot more fun. 
So, Disney fans, I'm not going to tuck off your ear much more because the light is flashing. I'm excited. And we're going to have some tunes, have some snippets, and when I return, yes, we will have the one and only. 25 years of doing the voice of Goofy, the one and only Bill Farmer here with us. So hang on to the edge of your seats, enjoy some music, and I will be back with Bill Farmer for you here on Disney On Demand. Be right back, T-Heads. Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. Take a look at me If the picture fits in your memory I've been dreaming by the rhythm Like the beat of a heart And I won't stop Until I start to stand out Stand out Pictures proudly presents Mickey, Donald, and Goofy in an all-new motion picture event. The Three Musketeers. I want bodyguards. Huh? Have I got to bed for you? Oh, boy. Oh, if you think you can, do get some Mickey, 
Donald and Goofy, starring in The Three Musketeers. Oh, for fun, I am fun for all. <laughs> Hi, everybody. <laughs> what is this place? Snow on the beach? It's Blizzard Beach. Precisely. Toboggans and bathing suits. Wow, this place is really cool. No, it's not. It's hot, hot, hot. I'll show you. Ole, 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 ole. Ole, 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 ole. Mind on fire. Me soul on fire. Feeling hot, hot, hot. It's time for this week's Disney On Demand special guest. All right, all of you Disney fans, we're back once again with another installment of Disney On Demand. And this week's very special magical guest is none other than the veteran, the icon, the man himself, Bill Farmer. You may know him best of all as Goofy, but he's also done a variety of other characters over his many years as a voice actor, from Sylvester the Cat, Foghorn Leghorn, Bugs Bunny, Goofy, Pluto, and many others. Welcome to Disney On Demand. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Oh, it is our pleasure to have you on. I mean, somebody of your stature in the voice acting community and, of course, as part of a Disney icon from the Fab Five. I mean, it's an honor having you on. Oh, as I say, it's my honor. So uh, I'm just glad that I could be with you. And I'm glad people still care after 25 years. So. <laughs> I guess with that as a segue, um, you know, of course, all the Disney fans are going to know you most of all as the voice of Goofy, which is just recognizable. Um, you know, I'm a father of three children, and my youngest, uh, well, he's not my youngest anymore, but my second youngest, his favorite character is Goofy. So I can relate to uh, the Goofy voice in the household, as I'm sure many of our listeners can. I guess starting uh, 
shortly before that, how did you know that you wanted to be a voice actor? Or I guess how did it come to be as you were growing up that uh, you had a knack for making voices and characters and making things fun? Well, uh, I grew up in a little town in south-central Kansas, and of course there wasn't much outlet for acting or anything like that. And, and as far back as I can remember, I was enamored with movies and uh, would spend most of my summers uh, you know, at the local theater. We had one little theater. And uh, those days, they would uh, I think it was a babysitting service. They would uh, sell us tickets at school to go to like a, a movie every day during the summer. So that's kind of where all the kids hung out. And we'd see a double feature and uh, Three Stooges and cartoons and everything. So at an early age, I just be, uh, became enamored with the movies and uh, always thought that would be so cool to, to try. But, uh, you know, it was Hollywood a million miles away and middle of Kansas, they say, oh, you know, you can't really do that, get a get a real job. But I always had dreams of doing that. And uh, I found out, oh, when I was uh, early teen that I was able to do uh, impersonations. And I would go, and a lot of the old days were a lot of westerns on television and the movies. And so, well, of course, I do that there, John Wayne sort of voice. And, and, and them sidekicks like uh, Walter Brennan, he's well, and Pat Buttram, who used to hang around with Gene Autry and on on uh, Green Acres and stuff like that. And my friends just thought it was a, a fun deal. And I uh, never thought it could be actually a career uh, until I got into college and got my degree in broadcast journalism. And uh, so I kicked around in radio for a number of years. And uh, that was as much show business and as close to Hollywood as I'd gotten until I did decided to try stand-up comedy in the early 80s, which I did for about four or five years. And then on the advice of an agent, I uh, came out to Hollywood and uh, got lucky with uh, <laughs> with an audition for Goofy, actually. <laughs> and I guess that'll lead us into, you know, all the Disney fans, of course, who, you know, Goofy is an icon, been around uh, for ages, one of the Fab Five. And I guess with that initial audition and landing the role of Goofy, I guess, uh, um, how did it feel going into it, of course? And then also, um, how does it feel taking over such an iconic voice, which now you're celebrating 25 years of doing this voice, which uh, many people, that's the only goofy voice they've known their entire life, I guess. Uh, yeah, I've certainly done a more, a bigger body of work than anyone, even the original uh, Pinto Colvig, because, of course, in those days, they were doing the theatrical shorts. And so I think he did about 83, 85 of those, and then an occasional album and stuff. But gosh, I've done about 3,000 different projects for Disney over the last 25 years. And uh, um, the audition, I had no idea what to expect because I wasn't just up for Goofy. Uh, when uh, Michael Eisner became head of the company and uh, Roy Disney and he decided that they, with the advent of the Disney Channel, you might see something from the parks you might see something uh, uh, from an old cartoon, something new. And the voices were slightly different because at the time there were four or five guys kind of filling in as the role of Mickey, Goofy. For example, uh, Jack Wagner, who uh, did all the great announcements for Disneyland, kind of did all of the voices for the parks. And they had someone else do singing for albums, and they had various people doing it in individual projects. But there was no specific voice for each of the main characters. And uh, Roy Disney and uh, you know, Michael Eisner and uh, that that group decided, well, they want to have consistency. So they had a big audition 
And I didn't know how big an audition it was. I just got a call from my agent and said, do you do any of the Disney characters? And I said, well, I could kind of try my Mickey, which is, oh, boy, wow, you know, that kind of thing. And Donald is very hard to do. I can kind of do a, that's about all I can say is Donald. And but gorge, goofy, kind of fell right in the pocket. And so I just studied over a weekend a, a cassette tape of uh, Pinto Kolvig from, and uh, his recordings from such things as boat builders and you know clock cleaners and lonesome ghosts and that era of goofy and went in to my agency and just laid it down on a tape sent it in and about a month later they called me and said oh you you're they're going to use you for goofy and uh, they don't immediately sign you as the voice so i didn't know if it was one time two times whatever but uh, uh i guess they like me because they're still using me <laughs> yes, 25 years later, and it, it's such a distinctive voice because Goofy has such a personality of his own. And, you know, landing that role and doing it, of course, do you ever find yourself going back and forth as, uh, you know, you, you're, you've become part of Goofy and Goofy's become part of you over these 25 years? Oh, yeah. Years? I would say that the first couple of years I was doing an impression of Pinto Kolvig. And after a while, you just you kind of make it your own. It's like you know, you wear in a new pair of shoes, and you start adding your own little uh, bits to it uh, while trying to keep the integrity of the uh, character. And um, I've been able to be with, in some uh, projects. We've been able to stretch the bounds of Goofy. For example, a Goofy movie in '95. Uh, we made him a nurturing dad. We tried to add a little bit more caring layers to him and uh, expand the character a little bit. And I, that was uh, very gratifying and a lot of fun to do because we got to explore a little bit with different sides of uh, Goofy that no one's ever seen before. Right, you know, and like you said, touching upon the Goofy movie and making him a father, um, I guess now it, it's kind of standard that Goofy is always that, that loving, nurturing father and, uh, you know, Max is his son and watching him grow up. And there's so many tender moments like that now where... I think a lot of people can relate to Goofy as, you know, a bumbling father who has just the best intentions. Yeah, and it's uh, it was typecasting with me. So, you know, <laughs> my son Austin was about the same age as Max was, a little bit younger, uh, in uh, a Goofy movie. So it was really kind of a father and son adventure for us watching the movie together. Now, when it came to the singing parts, of course, I'm sure you've had your chance at singing and doing the voice of Goofy, um, whether it's the parks or a Goofy movie and items like that. Is it a bit more challenged trying to land these uh, notes as Goofy, or is it just kind of, uh, this is how Goofy would sing it, so this is how it's going to be? Yeah, the nice advantage I have in singing is no one really expects Goofy to be a great singer, so I, <laughs> they cut me some slack on that. But I've done an awful lot of singing as a character. We've probably done 20, 30 albums over the years, and of course in Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, about every episode, we do a little song or a couple of little you know, short songs. So, uh, and in the beginning, and I'm not really musical, uh, you know, that was a little difficult for me, but over the years I've kind of, you know, like I say, uh, kind of worked my way into it. And so I can pretty much, uh, if it's in the right key, I can usually sing it as the character. Now, stepping aside from Goofy, of course, uh, everybody's lovable character there, you know, you do a variety of other Disney characters and many other voices. And uh, another notable one, of course, is Pluto, and some people are going to be like, oh, well, it's Pluto, he's a dog, you know, it's, it's this and that, but Pluto has such a unique character about him that you have to express so much without actually any dialogue. Yeah, with just, you know, with barking, uh, 
So it's not just a bark exactly. I have to get out the emotion without even the advantage of using words. And it's it's a lot tougher on the throat, and we always save the Pluto stuff until the last last part of the uh, the session because if I like blow out the cords and I start sounding like the Godfather because I've blown out my throat, you know. So we always do Goofy first and then Pluto, and uh, um, yeah, it's uh, and I've had to loop Pluto from some old cartoons um, occasionally, and that's very difficult because a lot of the original ones were cut together from several different takes, and I have to match it exactly, and it's it's much more exacting and and more difficult than doing Goofy is. Now, uh, stepping aside from the Disney characters, you've done a variety of other characters as well, including, you know, Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, a variety of Warner Brothers uh, characters as well. I guess, how does it feel doing some of those? Because they are just as iconic as doing a Disney character. And are there any uh, other characters, you know, that are in that Warner Brothers catalog that uh, you feel is, you know, you really enjoy doing as well? Oh, yeah. Well, um, I was very... uh Fortunate, uh, I think uh, I, early on I had done a couple of things as Sylvester, and Warner's is a little different than Disney in that they don't have kind of a set-in-stone policy on who plays the major characters. There's been several different actors over the years, uh, and they haven't settled on any one particular one, you know, for everything. And so, for example, in the movie Space Jam, I got to do Foghorn Leghorn, who's my personal favorite. And I, I say that boy, that boy don't pay attention to me, you know. Uh, and a Foghorn and a Yosemite Sam had a couple of lines which I did, which was actually cast right on the spot, really. Um, and uh, and and of course Sylvester in that one. But uh, I like some of the higher voices too that I've never done for you know. Uh, of course, if you're doing uh, Sylvester, you want to do Tweety, so it's like, Suffering fucking tash. Ooh, I thought I saw a putty tat. You know, I did see a putty tat. You know, so um, <laughs> they're a lot of fun to do. I had a really misspent youth. <laughs> I think that's a lot of us. You know, some people look at it as deranged. Other people look at it as, you know, it just makes it fun hearing all these voices in your head. Keeps you young. Keeps you young. <laughs> now, working with the team um, over at Disney, of course, you know, you have Tony and, and a variety of different people. And, of course, the late Wayne Elwine. You know, you guys were a team. There was always this, um, I always felt that there was this uh, meshing on the screen when you watched it. Now, um, of course, Wayne's always going to be missed. I guess, how does it feel working along with Brett now in, re- you you know, taking on that role as Mickey, I mean, because those were big shoes to fill. And, you know, has he just settled right in with you guys and, and made it all just one big family as well, continuing on with the generation? Yeah, Brett, Brett's wonderful. And I he's a little intimidated, as anyone would be, because he's uh, literally stepping into some big shoes to fill. And especially being as iconic as Mickey Mouse is. I mean, it's kind of like a very, you know, a premier you know, not only it's an emblem of the whole company as opposed to just a, a character and the longest running talking animated character in existence. So um, it's it's some big shoes to fill, and he's uh, he's doing great, and he's very young. He's only like twenty seven or twenty eight, and a wide eyed kid out of Kansas City, and he he knows very well the the legacy that Mickey has and takes it very seriously, and is doing great. Uh, and has fit right in. He's a wonderful guy to work with, and uh, yeah, yeah I, I couldn't be happier, really. Now, uh, you know, I think that that's, a, that's an important thing. You know, it's the kind of thing where you, you feel like everybody meshes on screen, and you get that camaraderie, like you said, and, and you, you know, you'll feel it in the upcoming uh, things that I'm sure we're going to hear with everybody together. 
and uh, which is going to push me forward to you know newer projects and things like that. Is there any other goofy or other projects that you're working on that you could possibly uh, cue us in on a little bit or at least hint to? Yeah, you know, one of the things is that the the voiceover actors are usually about the last to know. When you do a, let's say, a cartoon series, new cartoon series, you may hear uh, rumors of it happening, but until they've already gotten the scripts and usually have written several of them and really have a production schedule at the last minute, then they will usually call me and say, uh, Bill, we need you tomorrow at uh, you know, the studio. And so I'm one of the last to know. Um, there has been, uh, we've done a pilot for. Uh, 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 a, a series of shorts called Mickey Mouse Shorts, and I believe it's going to be, I believe, in uh, traditional 2D animation, uh, although I can't, I'm not sure about that. Another project that we have done a pilot for and still waiting to, you know, actually get into it is one based on the uh, Seven Dwarves called the 7D, and I'm Doc in that. And so it's kind of a prequel to the story that we all know, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. And it's actually pre-Snow White. <laughs> and so she might make an appearance later in the series, but not in, not in the pilot. So uh, when you do a pilot, uh, generally they go back and they see what works, what doesn't, and they might uh, change a few things. And uh, as an actor, we're always the last to know. So there are things kind of in the works, but like, you know, moving a great ship, it just takes a long time until these things come to fruition and, and we get right into the production of it. So there's a lot of rumors, but nothing concrete right now. And like you said, you're being a voice actor, uh, you know, I guess you are the last to know of what's going on. But that's going to lead me to, you know, uh, I guess your popularity as a voice actor. And you just recently had gone overseas and uh, were welcomed uh, with open arms and lines upon lines of fans at a convention as recently. Um, would you like to elaborate a little bit more about that? Because I know that uh, people just would love to line up and meet you. And from rumor has it is it was crazy. Oh, it, it, the last few years I've been doing more conventions and stuff. Uh, been invited to a few Comic Con in San Diego, of course, and uh, um, and this one that we've done. I've done a couple of them in Australia and New Zealand over the last couple of years. This one was called OzCon, O Z, as in like the Wizard of Oz, or maybe A U S, as in Aussie. And uh, it was in Adelaide, Australia, and I'd never been there. So my wife and I went down there and. The people in Australia are just great. They are very friendly. They're enthusiastic. It was uh, Adelaide's a relatively small town. It's uh, I think two, three hundred thousand, maybe a, maybe as much as a well, maybe up to a million. I'm not sure. It's about the size I remember of Kansas City, which is about a million. And um, but they were only expecting maybe you know six, seven thousand people over the weekend but they got twenty thousand so they were running out of wristbands and uh and uh, scurrying to you know uh, for the logistics and how to feed everybody and all this kind of stuff but the fans were great and they stayed in line for hours to get get our autograph and we got to meet everybody and just the great hospitality uh and friends we've made down there and we even got a stay a few days with some friends in uh, Sydney on the way back, and I'd never been there. And just what a great, fun trip it was. They're just really into, uh, you know, it wasn't just uh, animated characters, but it was a lot of the Star Trek characters. They had Jonathan Frakes from, uh, you know, uh, Star Trek The Next Generation, and uh, a lot of other uh, voiceover actors with me. Debbie Derryberry does... Uh, um, uh, Jimmy Neutron, among many others, and his good friend. Um, and we just had a blast. 
they're just great people. And from what I heard is, uh, you know, from the rumor mill is uh, you just had lines upon lines of people wanting to meet the one and only Bill Farmer. Yeah, I was I was amazed. I never stopped signing, and I had to do it like, you know, uh, oh, like four hours here, take an hour off, do another four hours. I never had a slow moment. There were always people lined up, and it was just... Uh, very heartwarming to uh, to hear the love that people have for these characters, and uh, I don't I don't get a sense of that when I'm in the studio because you're in a you know a little little room with a microphone. You don't get the connection with the audience that you do when you see people live and get to greet and meet uh, meet everybody. And it it's really it says that these characters have been around a long time and people still love them. Right, you know, and I can relate to that as well. You know, I mean, I grew up with Goofy as men as many people did, and um, you know, as a father, you know, my son, we were down at the Magic Kingdom, and he did wanted nothing to do with any of the characters, whatnot. He was wasn't feeling too good, was really sick, and the only character he loved was Goofy, and that was the one character that now to this day he still hangs on to, and uh, it, it is his awesome character that. Uh, you know, like you said, everybody has these personal connections that you don't get in the studio, but it's little stories like this that I know is going to live in our family forever about that one experience that now has stuck with him through all these years. Yeah, and I always remember a story that Wayne Allwine told me, because occasionally we'll talk to kids in the hospitals across the country and Make-A-Wish Foundation and, and uh, famous phone friends and things like that. And the power of these characters, uh, they called up and they wanted to talk to Mickey Mouse. And uh, uh, and so the little girl with leukemia, as I remember. And so Wayne gets on the phone and says, oh, boy, how are you? And uh, she was kind of refusing, I think, chemotherapy at the time and just really had a bad attitude about it. And so Mickey was saying, well, you know, when Pluto is sick, he takes his medicine and he got better. And we got a letter later on from the uh, mother who's, said that the child's attitude changed after that call and uh, was much, you know, had a better, and went into remission uh, later on as due to her, you know, being, her attitude changed, really. So it does show the power that these these characters can have, and uh, it's not just doing some silly voices. There's, you know, a lot of, they're a part of people's lives. Definitely. And, you know, I guess speaking of, uh, you know, part of people's lives and items like that, um, you know, let's go back into a little bit of, you know, I guess your past as well. And, um, you know, your mentor, um, you know, was definitely a voice behind many different Hanna-Barbera characters and everything, Dawes Butler. Um, I guess, uh, how did that relationship uh, uh, start and blossom and really help you into what you're doing now? Dawes was, uh, of course, if anyone doesn't know Dawes Butler, he was the voice behind, I think, about 45 major characters for Hanna-Barbera. Yogi Bear, Huckleberry Hound, Quick Drama Graw, uh, you know, Captain Crunch, uh, you know, just uh, amazing, amazing uh, character. He was original, I think, Beanie and Beanie and Cecil when it was on television with Stan Freeberg and, and uh, just a tremendous tremendous talent and when i came out here a friend of mine says oh you want to learn about animation and, and voices and stuff you ought to call up dawes butler and i the dawes butler yeah and they gave me a phone number and i called him up and he, he was this uh, little very mild guy and he, he kind of almost sounded like captain crunch in his regular voice and he'd say well bill come on over and uh, i didn't have any money at the time he said oh don't worry about it and he'd like charge ten dollars for, and you'd go over to his house, and he had a little uh, studio out back, and you'd get with other aspiring actors and read scripts. And he was the first one that really said, you're not someone just doing a funny voice. You are an actor. 
you know, there's really no difference. It's just whether there's a camera there or not. You are actor. You might be portraying an absurd character, but you're you're an actor first. And he, and I, I would credit him with giving me that point of view that hopefully I think later on landed me the role of Goofy. You know, and that's much kind of what you're doing now as well, because then we can segue into, you know, other than being a voice actor, you know, you also, you know, you run a company, you help other people who are coming up and comers, kind of uh, passing down the the love of it as well as, you know, what you did. And I guess, can you, you know, let everybody in as to, you know, how you do this and, you know, you have an all new website coming soon and a variety of other things. Yeah, I actually have a couple of websites. I, uh, and just uh, putting up one, which will be BillFarmer.com, which is more about me, but I have a company one uh, called ToonHouseInc.com, T-O-O-N-H-O-U-S-E-I-N-C.com. And it's uh, a website uh, devoted to helping. I've been asked for years uh, to uh, to create demos for actors and, and, and teach actors, you know, what little I know. And I'm finally, with my son, who's a recording engineer, decided, well, let's, let's, let's do this. And so, uh, we've kind of opened it up in the last six months, really, and have a lot of students, and it's kind of going great guns. And so, you know, when you want to be a voice actor, you have to have a demo. It's just like your headshot for an on-camera actor. And we help produce we help teach people some of the techniques that they need to have in uh, voice acting and it's just a blast not only working with my son but helping other people that want to get into the business right you know and this is a a, it's a good tool for people as well like you said you've been doing this now for so long that i'm sure you have a lot of tips techniques tricks new people can learn through my mistakes Now, you know, these websites, of course, you know, we'll link to them here, uh, you know, on our website as well to everybody. Now, I guess as we wrap things up, we won't keep you too long. We know you're a busy guy, but um, I guess coming back around full circle back to Goofy, back to, you know, the love of Disney and the character. um, Is there one Goofy, uh, I guess, role or movie or character or, uh, you know, something you've done where it's the one that just sticks in your mind as um, a a Goofy moment that just will stick with you and uh, until, uh, uh, you know, years from now? Well, uh, there are uh, any particular roles. I'd have to say uh, a Goofy movie was one of the high points because I love doing that movie. And it was a labor of love and turned out great. And a lot of people remember that one. Um, we always used to do, there's several actually, um, we'd always do a, a radio show around Christmas for, you know, Armed Forces Radio and you know, it's on several hundred radio stations called Merry Christmas from Walt Disney World. And we always had a celebrity host. And over the years, it's one of the rare times when we'd actually have a celebrity come in and, and work with all of us ensemble. And we've had people like uh, Regis Philbin, uh, Whoopi Goldberg, Dick Van Dyke, uh, you know, my goodness, James Earl Jones in the early days, Ed McMahon, uh, Jason Alexander, a lot of celebrities over the years. And I think one of my favorite was the last one we did. We aren't doing them anymore, but the last one we did was just a few years ago, and we had Dick Van Dyke. And now he's up in his 80s. And what a delightful... and. It, chance to get to work with a, a true professional he was you know like i say he's in his 80s but he stood for the whole time and this is like four hours of recording and telling us stories and just was every bit as nice as you would expect him to be and it was really uh, a just a wonderful moment to get to get to know a true uh, 
Disney legend and uh, a real nice gentleman. Right, and those are the moments that you know that I love to hear about, of course, because those are the things that you're going to take away from it, uh, you, you know, years from now, and stories to pass down to grandchildren and whatnot. So, you know, those, it's, those are good to hear. There is a goofy curse, by the way, and that brings up some of the other moments that aren't exactly, but they're funny, but they um, uh, actually I blame on Goofy. For example, one one I've told before is uh, one year I was uh, hanging up Christmas lights on the gutter out front, and I had on some, you know, sweatshirt, sweatpants, that kind of thing. And I was up on the ladder, and I was just like Goofy would be doing. And so I stepped back off the ladder, get to the ground. I didn't fall off the house, luckily. But as I stepped down, I stepped backwards, and my foot hit a riser for the lawn sprinkler system, and I started tripping, falling backwards. Now, as luck would have it, there was a rose bush behind me. Now, <laughs> normally you just fall in the rose bush and ow, you know, there you go. No, the first rose bush grabbed my pants and yanked them down. As I start stumbling backwards, I fell bare butted into the second rose bush. <laughs> There's the goofy curse. <laughs> You know, those are the kind of things where, uh, you know, I can only picture in my head now the, the loud, uh, goofy yell as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bill, you know, it was our pleasure having you on. I mean, fantastic legacy, 25 years, brand new websites. I mean, just so much going on, and I'm sure we're going to hear tons more goofy, whether it's in the parks, uh, in the movies, on the show, of course, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. I mean, so many different things. Um, is there any last, uh, I guess, remember? thing that you'd like to leave for all of our Disney On Demand listeners? I guess just gorge. We'll see you in the movies. <laughs> there are times you drive me shall we say bananas and your mind is missing. No offense, screw. None taken. Still whatever mess I land in, who is always understanding nobody else but you. Oh, your moodiness is now and then bewildering. And your values may be, so to speak, askew. Isn't tight. Thanks. Who deserves a hero's trophy as we face each catastrophe? Nobody else but you. Nobody else but you. It's just our luck. We're stuck together, nobody else but you. It's crazy enough to believe we'll come through. So your jokes are all, let's face it, prehistoric. And your music sounds like monkeys in a zoo. But when life becomes distressing, who will I be SOSing? If you're having trouble guessing, here's a clue. Though he seems intoxicated, he's just highly animated, and he's nobody else. But nobody else but you, we've turned into a true blue duo. Hard times we've had a few. Like we're thrown in the drink Like we're tossed out of town But when I start to sink Hey, I'd rather go down With nobody else But why?
Attention, men. Do you come dragging home from work completely fagged out? <laughs> Nervous, unstrung, weak, run down, worn out, physically and mentally fatigued? <laughs> Don't be a spineless, weak, need, no good nincompoop. Be a man! Here's your opportunity. The open doorway to success. Fame, money, fortune. You can do it. <laughs> Don't wait. Fill in the coupon. Fill in the coupon. Hurry, 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 hurry. <laughs> So you know that wasn't the last that you heard of me, all of you Disney friends out there. That's right, all of you D-heads. I'm back once more to wrap up this week's show. And I want to extend a very special thank you to the one and only Bill Farmer and his wife for allowing Bill to stop in and get involved with us here at Disney On Demand and bring the voice of Goofy for the last 25 years here to all of you Disney fans at Disney On Demand. I mean, Goofy is an icon. He's definitely special, as you heard, to my family, my boys, and is is an icon within the Disney company. I mean, all of us have grown up with Goofy. We remember all the different how-tos and learning lessons that he's done on the cartoon shorts. We know him as the ever-loving father, the Goof Troop series. I mean, all kinds of great things that Goofy has brought. And I gotta say, I personally love the Dream Along with Mickey show at the Magic Kingdom. It is definitely one that I think is fun, and, you know, Goofy is great on that stage show as well. So I want to thank Bill Farmer for a variety of different things. One, for keeping the voice of Goofy alive. For the last 25 years, you have brought magic to my family, my children, and many people that touch my lives. And I want to thank you for stopping in and just sharing all of your fun and experience. It was truly an honor. So all of you D-heads out there, I want to thank you once again for stopping in as well. And if you do like the show, please stop by iTunes, leave us some feedback, and join us on Facebook on our Facebook pages at facebook.com slash DisneyBlue, and that's B-L-U. And you can also like us as we officially started a Facebook page at facebook.com slash DisneyOnDemand. You can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash DisneyBlue, and that's B-L-U. And you can contact us in a variety of different ways. Just go to our official website at www.dizradio.com that's D-I-Z radio.com and there you can hit the talk to us button right there and call in your own magical memory email us and more it is because of you that we are back in action and bringing all these magical guests to you now because of that I'm going to clue you in into next week's guest. If it's one thing that is definitely Disney, it's musicals, it's fun, it's all the different music and magic and memories that we hum along every single day. And one of those was back in 1992. A young actor by the name of Mr. Bale, yes, who is now the Dark Knight himself, was in a little musical movie called Newsies. Now, Newsies is a fantastic film, and recently it has officially kicked off on Broadway. And Broadway's Newsies is just a smash hit. Everybody is loving it. It's all over the social medias. Newsies is definitely something that needed to come to Broadway. I remember seeing it officially debuted during the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade this last Thanksgiving, so there's a lot of fun things. And next week, we're going to be talking with Crutchy from Newsies on Broadway's 
Andrew Keenan Bolger. That's right, Andrew's going to be stopping in. He's going to talk about what it's like to be a newsie on Broadway and his other extending career as he has officially been in three other Disney Broadway musicals. And he's going to be doing a behind the scenes web series on YouTube behind the scenes of Disney musicals as well. So stay tuned next week and on all the social media boards as we're going to gear up for Andrew Keenan Bolger stopping in here at Disney On Demand. And remember, anything that you have, whether it's a question, a comment for Andrew, or anything that you've liked, feedbacks, comments, questions about this week's show, definitely call it in on the Magical Memories Hotline, found on our official website at DizRadio.com, and you just may hear yourself here on the show. So, all of my Disney family and friends out there, I want to thank you once again. It truly is an honor to bring these guests to you every single week. It is my honor to keep the magic and memories of Disney alive and maybe open you up to something new and keep the magic alive because there is magic in the memories and it is your lifetime of Disney because Disney has always played a part in my life and I'm sure it's played a part in yours. So until next week, all of you D-heads, I'm signing off for this week. I'm going to leave you with some tunes and having some fun. Be sure to catch me online on the social media outlets and I'll be talking with you real soon. Have a magical week, all of my Disney friends. Looks like another party celebrating Walt Disney World's 20th birthday. Hello, I'm Michael Eisner, head of the Walt Disney Company. We're supposed to meet the Disney gang here to watch tonight's special. This must be their party. It's hard to believe that it's been 20 years since the Magic Kingdom was officially dedicated to Walt Disney World in Florida. It gives us tremendous pride to think about the hundreds of millions of people who have visited and enjoyed the fun at Disney World. Our challenge for the future is to try to make the next 20 years even better. Hi, guys. (laughs) Happy birthday, Michael. Uh, It's not my birthday. It's the birthday of Walt Disney World. Uh, uh, Sure. We bought your present, Michael. Really, I think you guys are confused. Oh, no. Uh, Put it on. Try it on. Anything for Goofy. Michael, here's a piece of birthday cake. No, Mickey, you don't get it. But I will try the cake. It's not my birthday. What? You know, Walt Disney World, 20 years old this year. It's not what? your, your birthday? birthday? No. What? I thought it was his birthday. Michael, uh, the cake, please. Really? Yeah. It's not bad. Can I have the cake back? Now the robe. The robe. Goofy, the robe. Get the robe. Oh. Yeah. Hold on. Give it here. We'll be right back, Michael. We're going to take the robe back before the store closes. Uh, Come on, gang. You We're using your car, okay? I thought you said it was his birthday. Now I can have my piece of cake. I can eat it too. Disney Blues, Disney on Demand. They've been laughing since I can remember. But they're not gonna laugh anymore. No more Maxie the Geek. No more Goof of the Week like before. No more algebra tests till September. No more looking at losers like him. No more having to cheat. No more mystery meat. No more Jim. No more Jim. No more Jim. No more Jim. Gonna move to the mall. Gonna live in the pool. Gonna talk to Roxanne and not feel like a fool Cause after today I'm gonna be cruising After today she'll be mine After today my brains will be snoozing If I don't faint I'll be fine I've got 40 more minutes of home economics Been down with the textbooks And up with the comics Just think of all the time I've been losing
Thank you for tuning in to Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. The content and thoughts expressed are those of the show and not the Disney company. Now go on and relive the magic, memories, and appreciation from your lifetime of Disney. See you real soon.